Welcome everyone to another episode of Anyways Back to the Godfather. We are very excited to recap our most recent Orlando trip. We went to Disney World, all four parks, and, and Universal one for day a day. Of Universal Studios. And our friends Maddie and Spencer joined us for Disney, which was great. And overall, I think it was a very successful trip. I've been, that was my third time going to Walt Disney World, but it was your first. Mm-hmm. So that is also very exciting. It was very exciting. <laughs> very magical. So fun. So we have four different top tens that we're going to work our way through. So we'll just go ahead and start it off with best ride cues. So our honorable mention was the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. This one was cute. I feel like it's more fun during non-COVID times because mm-hmm. I think you can like interact with stuff more. Oh, that's nice. But the, the, like there's like little jewels throughout and that's fun. I think the thing that made me put it as an honorable mention was we had watched Snow White and they put the key to the mine like right outside and I was like, what's the point of locking it if you just have it right there? And they include that detail. So that was fun. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I, you took a picture with it. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know the significance. <laughs> I was like, cool, a key, take a picture. <sighs> and I think they play some of the music, which is a jam. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I know. I just feel like most of the line that I remember was, like, around and outside. Just cause because of the line was spaced distancing. out for social yeah. distancing. So you do, you have to walk, like, all the way around the back of the ride. And that's where I think we spent the most time. And once you were in, like, it moved fast, so you couldn't spend a lot of time in it. But yeah. I did love the jewels that sparkled. Yeah, and they're, like, embedded in the ground, too. Disney detail. Uh, my other favorite part in that line was while we were watching, we got to a certain part where you could see the train going past, and Maddie goes, whoa, that looks fun! I'd wait in line for that! <laughs> As we were already in line for it. So I thought that was hilarious. Alright, number ten. We put Pirates of the Caribbean, and the main thing that, when we rode this, there was, like, no line at all. We, I don't even remember, I think the app said that it was... There like was ten minute maybe. Yeah, a bit of a wait, but we like basically ran through the whole thing. <laughs> but my favorite part was it was playing the pirates music and Rachel and I were just dancing the whole time and Maddie and Spencer I think were over it. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting down. I do love the pirates cue line music. Mm. Like it is so quintessential and it smells like ride water immediately when you walk in so you, as you're walking in the the air coming out of the ride yes entrance, it's just it's just part heavenly. of it and it's like cool inside mm-hmm. and i don't know there aren't a lot of things to look at but it does feel very like quintessential pirates i don't know and it is like dark and yeah a little bit spooky gets you in the right mood for the ride mm-hmm. all right number nine was tough to be a bug mm, so good of course, you get your sweet bug glasses, your bug eyes. I was basically crying the whole time. <laughs> but it's fun. It's right next to the Tree of Life, so you get, like, a, a really up-close look at that. And there are turtles that you can only see if you're in line as well, <laughs> I think. Um, but it's just, it's fun when you go inside the tree. It's fun to be inside of it. And then it's, like, an anthill, and they have all these fun posters that are referencing musicals and movies that are bug-themed. And the music is great, and it allowed Lauren to have a Beauty and the Beast moment in every park. (laughs) (laughs) They have a poster for Beauty and the Bees. Oh, it's so cute! (laughs) And uh, they also are singing the Beauty and the Beast song 
as bees. It's adorable. <laughs> I I mean, and it just gets you so psyched to watch Flick and Hopper and the whole <laughs> gang. I really did love seeing the tree up close. Like I had no, I had no idea that was coming, and so it was fun to see and look for the little animals. It helps the time go past while for you're sure. animal searching. Well, and usually. Tough to be a bug fits like 400 people in there. And because of Whoa. COVID, it's like severely reduced. So usually you don't have as much time to like. Because you just sit speed and look. right past yeah. that. Part. I mean, I guess you can just like walk because there's no line behind you, but forces you to look at the, the tree. Next one is Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom. Also, I guess that Tough to be a bug is also Animal Kingdom. This line's really fun. Um, like they've got lots of lots of details. Yeah, this one was nice because it's a pretty fast loader so it we moved a lot we like didn't get to really look at it but I would say it's akin to Indiana Jones where when you're walking through you see these like setups of all these little trinkets and if you had the time you could like sit and really look at all the details but a lot of gear for hiking Everest and informational guides about that and things about the Yeti so it is not one of my favorite rides but it's a really fun queue to walk through. My favorite part was a sign that said, Welcome to the Himalayas! <laughs> it was definitely referencing... A reference to Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc! Number seven. I'll let you say it. Okay, it was E.T. <laughs> <laughs> it, although it was dramatically um It was a different experience. Fun. Oh. Yeah. Because of COVID. Because there mm-hmm. was no... Usually, first of all, when... You have to wait outside for a second, and then they open the doors and let some people in, and it shows, like, the pre-show with Steven Spielberg and E.T., and they kind of explain how the ride is, and then you walk in and wait, and there's all these pictures of, like, the movie and behind the scenes in the movie, and then you tell them your name, so then at the end of the ride, E.T. can say your name. Spoilers. (laughs) Um... But with COVID, you just walk right through that part, and they don't do the names or anything. You don't even get to see Steven. So sad. You don't get to hear E.T. state, Steven. (laughs) And then also, usually, there's this big guy named Botanicus, who's also, he's another E.T. creature. I don't know. He's the same species as E.T., and he'll, like, pop up and talk a little bit, and then he'll go back down. But he was not available during COVID. <laughs> it was very sad. Because you walk through the forest and you see E.T.'s device that he's made to call home. The premise of the ride is you're helping E.T. get back home. And then you do go to his planet, which is mm-hmm. very thrilling. But this time when we experienced it, the ride broke down while we were waiting in line and all the lights came on. So we got to see the forest. Yeah, that was that was special. I felt like, like, my parents were like, don't you think it ruined the magic? And I was like, well, it kind of just helped me feel like I knew the ride better. Like, mm-hmm. I had seen it with the lights on, with the lights off. Like, now... A true fan. Yeah, I just, I know what it looks like in all forms. And it's it's cool to see how they get, I don't know, how much lights do influence mm-hmm. the whole experience. It does have a very classic smell. Yes. Like, when you walk right in, I wrote that down. It's like, oh, something I love about it. And we found out that there are all these owls hidden around that are... I think there's three. Yeah. Three. The only one I really paid attention to was Alfred Hitchcock. They all have, like, these... <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot the Movie ones. names, but... But, yeah, it's fun. It really does feel like you're in a forest when yeah. the lights are off. Yeah. It's really fun. It's well done. So beautiful. Number six is Peter Pan. This one is different than the one in Disneyland. They did a refurb a couple years ago, like, maybe... 
before. But it's really fun. You get to walk through the nursery. I really felt like you were stepping into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the details are so fun to look at. And it was especially fun because Lauren had this play app and was <laughs> making us do all these things, like drawing your favorite animal. Somehow I kept drawing bat. Like, the prompt always got me to draw a bat. <laughs> but... Yeah, and it was like, once you get to the bedroom, press Tinkerbell. And then it made you, like, search for all these items. Eventually I just started clicking everything. Because <laughs> I wanted to see what happened once you got all of them. And nothing happened. It just gave you a new page of things to look for. <laughs> but it's really well done. Super cute. So. I My favorite part was... There's, like, this little light that'll come that's um, supposed to be Tinkerbell. It is Tinkerbell. Oh, there's a Tinkerbell that's <laughs> flying around, and she'll go inside the objects, and, like, they'll shake and stuff. It's really cute. Yeah. Hashtag character integrity. Always. Well, what a... I guess she just comes in the ride. Because <laughs> I'm talking about the Tinkerbell that was, like, in the parades and stuff. Yeah, she... You didn't see her both times. She can, like, hop out and, and do She can also things. change size pretty well. Yeah. She, like, goes through something that makes her as big as the humans. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, number five was Rise of the Resistance. Now, I was talking to Annie and Bobby because they experienced it before COVID. And oh. we missed half the ride. Oh, no. Yeah, because I, like, Spencer and I in line were like, it's like a 20-minute experience. Like, you get off something and you get back on. And then when we, like, went through the ride, I was like, that was really cool. But, but I also really feel short. like people led me astray. <laughs> and then I was talking to Annie and Bobby about it. We, like, missed this whole pre-show thing where, like, more stuff happens. And it's, like, Annie's favorite part. So, luckily it's in Disneyland, which would be a little okay. bit easier to get to. But I'm like, oh, now we have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> but still, the the line is really cu- cool. I feel like we need to be somewhat spoiler-averse because most listeners haven't experienced it. And I feel like it's better. If you don't know you what know. to expect. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. You start out kind of in the resistance area, and then you go into the The First first Order order area, and the difference between those two is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, they did such a good job at, like, just the feel. And I I think the what's cool about Disney, what they really revolutionized for the theme park industry, well, I guess they invented the theme park industry, (laughs) (laughs) but is when you get in line, you're already part of the storytelling, and you're, like, already immersed, and I think they do that so well. Mm -hmm. at Rise of the Resistance. So, super fun, and hopefully we'll get to experience the full thing someday. (laughs) Number four is the Forbidden Journey that is in Universal. It's a Harry Potter ride. It takes you all through the castle. And the queue is so fun. Mm -hmm. It's, like, probably one of the best queues at Universal, I would say, just because you, like, get to walk through all of Hogwarts, and it's super magical. They have lots of fun details. It's just really well done. We did play um, 20 Questions Harry Potter characters in that queue, but we did much better. We had a lot more (laughs) interesting ones in the Hagrid, but... Because that was a longer line, too. Yeah, like Draco Malfoy in ferret form. (laughs) And you had some really good ones. Oh, like the Marvolo. Mm -hmm. That was tricky. That one took me very long to get. You did Professor Grubbly playing... Oh, yeah. I totally (laughs) forgot she existed. (laughs) My only complaint about it is that I resent being called a muggle. All the workers there, all the Hogwarts students, <laughs> call you muggles. And I'm like, no, I'm not a muggle. <laughs> no, I'm a wizard. I'm a witch. <laughs> uh, I love the paintings. Mm-hmm. They all move and they all are talking to each other. Yeah. And... Number three is Little Mermaid. This one's really, really fun in mm-hmm. uh, Magic Kingdom compared to like the one in California Adventure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mostly because it has the whole castle uh, as, like, the front of yeah. the queue. Eric's castle. Uh-huh, it's so beautiful. He was and... not the dumbest prince. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> but you walk down into, like, this grotto, like... Well, it starts out and you, like, are in some... It feels like Eric's part because, like, the jig is playing and it's, like... Mm-hmm. Very much Eric. And then Scuttle talks to you, I think, and you, like, go through the grotto, and there's, like, all her stuff. It's so fun. Oh, yeah. It is very beautiful. Yeah. It was some... I haven't really heard that much about that queue specifically, so it was, like, a fun discovery and Mm -hmm. just really cute. Oh, and they also have, like, little shells in the cement on the ground, so it's really pretty. Disney details. Very immersive. And this was our last ride with Maddie and Spencer before they left, so hand over heart for that, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number two is Midway Mania, and it's probably pretty similar to the one in California. It's been a long time since I've done that one, though. I don't know why. But the music is so fun in all the Toy Stories, and they just play it, and so Lauren and I were dancing in that one, too. Um, But just a lot of fun references to the movies, and you really do feel so shrunk down. They have the great life-size, like, crayons and... Um, there's so many fun board game elements there as well. (laughs) By life-size crayons, you mean, like... Extra yeah. large crayons life. that <laughs> <laughs> there are little crayons everywhere. <laughs> life size, <laughs> but that are larger than life. There, there you go. go. So it's a really cute queue, and just I feel like if you had to be stuck in one, it's a good one because there's so much to look at mm-hmm. and really engage with. So lots of little. Um, secrets, like, secret characters. Or... Yeah. They have the viewfinder, you know, that you, like, it's the 3D that you stick in, but it's of all Disneyland stuff. Oh, So it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> mm, can I say the number one? You can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> number one is Tower of Terror, and in my notes I just wrote two hearts and cry. <laughs> but no, the theming is so, so good. It really, from the moment you get into the, the like, where it is, there's, like, valet parking for all the strollers. The ground is all cracked and everything's crumbling, which is so rare for Disney because everything else is so pristine. It's, like, very intentional. You do feel like you're walking up towards this hotel. They have all these signs pointing everywhere. And then there are just these little references to things that nobody would really understand. Just a lot of Tower of Terror things. And then also for the whole story about October 31st, 1939, of when the lightning struck the tower. Um, Like, there's a keep out sign with that date on it and stuff. Oh, I just love it so much. (laughs) And then everything, when you go inside, everything, pretty much everything there is an antique. Like, all the Imagineers went around and got all these things. There's a lot, you can look and see what people were doing on the night that the event happened and kind of, you know, invent stories about what was going on and who was staying there. There's also a ton of references to individual Twilight Zone episodes, which is so, so fun. And I love the, the cobwebs are going to be different every time you go because they will like fade away and then they reshoot them. So you can go and see when they've like put all the new cobwebs in. It's so fun. And then the library's great. They didn't have a pre-show, which was sad, but the bellhop, we were trying to watch it while he was, like, putting us in line. And then they have the, to our valued guests, like, the overhead announcement come on. And so I stopped the video, and he's like, you go ahead. I miss it just as much as you do. (laughs) So the bellhop and I were best friends. It's just perfect from the outside to the inside to the boiler room. Like, 
And then even the picture this, if you will, even though that was never said, shout out to Johnny who doesn't listen to this podcast, but (laughs) we went to the bottom of that. (laughs) But just everything is so perfect, not only for the story, but also the references. And I'm so sad it's not in California anymore, but I'm so glad I get to go every once in a while and go visit it because it is, I think it is literally the perfect queue. It's really spooky. It's so good. (laughs) It gives me so many (laughs) heebie-jeebies. And then by the time I get on the elevator, I'm, like, almost in hysterics. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I like it. When we were on the ride, I think it showed, like, the stars, and he was talking, and then it started closing on the stars, and I just saw that the stars were going, and I just screamed. (laughs) And everybody laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Laughed at me, because they were like, it's not even a scary part. (laughs) I was was at the edge of my panic mode. (laughs) It's the best. All right, so moving on to our next top 10, we're going to be doing character interactions. We do have an honorable mention, but it's kind of a cheat because it didn't actually happen to us. While we were at the hotel, Lauren follows Universal on Instagram and they posted this video of Squidward (laughs) trying to have someone high five him and then psyching him out. And we thought it was so funny. Like we just kept referencing it throughout the trip. So we didn't actually meet Squidward, but we had to reference it in our top 10 list somehow. So moving on to number 10 is fake Stan. (laughs) (laughs) Not actually Stan. Stan Shunpike, even though it's not really him, but I just pretend it is because I love him. He's the night bus driver meet him outside in London, outside of Diagon Alley. And um, we kind of, it was like near park close and we were going to go shopping. So we were like kind of running, but I was like, let's go talk to Stan really fast. (laughs) And yeah, we had like some fun banter. I was wearing this purple mask and he was excited because it matched the night bus. And then we were talking to him about our houses. And of course I'm in Ravenclaw and Lawrence in Hufflepuff and the talking head, (laughs) like, I don't know what to call it, the shrunken head. Yeah. Yeah said that we were a pair of, it was a genius and a and generous or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but just those like 2G words. It was funny. So I heard a, a, a fun shrunken, shrunken head. <laughs> I can't even say it. A, a fun shrunken head. <laughs> a fun shrunken head. Genius and generous. There we are. Oh no. I <sighs> I know. I feel like you I, need to talk about all oh, these. so many. Okay. Well, number nine is Alice in Wonderland. So I bought a shirt specifically to go to Disney World because I love Alice and I was her for Halloween and a story time and I've always really enjoyed uh, Alice in Wonderland. It's critically underrated. But my shirt said, do you suppose she's a wildflower? Because that's a quote from the movie. And I didn't get to go to all of Epcot and I know that Alice meets there. And so I was originally planning to wear my shirt that day, but... Didn't get to go to all of it, so I was like, okay, I'll just wear it for Magic Kingdom Day and get my picture with the Mad Tea Party. But then Alice was in one of the cavalcades, and she was so close, and we got to talk and interact, and she said that we're both wildflowers. And then we saw that same cavalcade again later in the day, and she recognized me again. It was so <laughs> magical. I she love said, Alice. I know you. Yeah, it was so great. <laughs> mm, I love you, Alice. Wait, I just remembered an honorable mention that I have to include. Okay. <laughs> so Maddie loves Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Good one. Um, and before Rachel came to Epcot, we were just walking through the park, and Spencer just suddenly goes, Pooh. <laughs> and Maddie and I were both like, what? There's, like, poo on the ground? What are you trying to warn us about? And he's like, no, poo! Poo's over there! And Winnie the Pooh is outside, and he has a little butterfly net, and he's so right next, cute. there's, like, this little pop-up, like, butterfly tent 
where they have butterflies you can walk through. But he was just outside waving at people and with his little butterfly it's net. It's so really wholesome. Cute. But it was just funny that Spencer just goes, poo. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> um, number eight is Gaston. He was also part of the cavalcade in Magic Kingdom. We saw him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because we saw Alice those two times. Yeah. And he was on this huge black horse, and he was just grinning and smiling at everybody. Yeah, it was so funny, because when there was someone nearby, he would, like, dazzle them with his smile, and then when there was nobody, he would, like, be so bored again, and then he just, like, would keep doing it. It was really funny. But then, when he came by, I told him that he was looking very handsome, and he said, try not to swoon, and then Lauren screamed at him, and he ran away. he turned around. (laughs) He kept going. Did not want to talk to the fan. Number seven is Timon from The Lion King, and we saw him in almost every park. Technically, I did see him on Epcot Day because he's in the bus that I rode oh. to come to Epcot, so I'm counting it. Then in Disney Hollywood Studios, he was at the dance party Lauren and I went to. Which we will mention later, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we'll go into more detail about that. In Animal Kingdom, he was in the Festival of the Lion King, which we'll talk about later, and we saw him a few times on the flotillas which was fun. Did we see him in Magic Kingdom? Did Was he on the bus again? Is that what we were counting? I think there was a little picture of him somewhere. He was on the wall somewhere. Maybe like Adventureland or something like yeah, that. Yeah, remember. Anyway, Timon was the surprise unsung hero of the trip. He, he was probably our most cited, even more than Mickey Mouse. I know, which Maybe. is surprising. Probably, well... No, because Mickey, Mickey was, was at the dance also party the dance and party. the flotillas, and we did see him on In Magic Cavalcade. Kingdom, yeah. But still, how I don't think I've ever seen Timon before, so... <laughs> <laughs> to see him so many times. Oh, you didn't even have Rafiki on here. Oh, sad! <laughs> we better just talk we'll about We'll say him. Rafiki was also... He was with Timon, and he's adorable. I that was him. fun. I've never seen Rafiki either, so... Yeah. Oh, I love Rafiki. Mm. Okay, number six was Kylo Ren. I think I had mentioned I fell in love with Adam Driver when we watched Black Klansman. I think I've mentioned that before. Um, cause, uh, like, I'd seen him in the Star Wars movies, but in Black Klansman, he's, like, way more quirky and, like, this awkward guy, and you see how tall he is and how buff he is. I mean, you see that in Star Wars, too, but I wasn't, I didn't really like him in Star Wars. So then I became a Kylo Ren fan because I loved Adam Driver. So I loved Adam Driver first and then Kylo Ren, but... (laughs) And so I told Rachel, I was like, I have to see Kylo Ren. (laughs) And right when we walked into Star Wars Land on the first time that we did, he came out. There was a little He sensed Lauren's presence. And then I was too scared to actually talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, it's kind of intimidating because there's the stormtroopers and like a whole group of people. Lauren was stoked. She just kept flapping her hands about (laughs) in the video I have. (laughs) And then I had to kid keep telling myself it's not Adam Driver so I don't actually You're care. Right. It's not Adam Driver it's Kylo Ren. It's Kylo Ren <laughs> and I don't like Kylo Ren I like Adam Driver so. <laughs> okay <laughs> number five is fake Hagrid. <laughs> we were walking through Hogsmeade and all of a sudden. In Universal. Yeah there was this Hagrid and I was like whoa they have a Hagrid character? Like <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is so cool! And on further inspection, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's somebody who, like, comes into the park dressed as Hagrid. He had, like, weird sunglasses on. Yeah, and, they're like, little tiny sunglasses. Of, like, really weird beard. Like, it's not... <laughs> like, it was obviously a fake beard. Like, you could see the strings attaching the beard to the front of his face. <laughs> he just was 
a sight to behold. But people were all taking pictures with yeah. him and like standing around and so I, excited I mean, to I see snapped him. a pic, so <laughs> fake Hagrid any day. Oh my What gosh. a life though. Just go to Universal Studios dressed as Truly. your favorite character. I don't know how, I mean they they probably still have as strict rules as Disney does, Mm-mm. but Well maybe also that's why his costume's not that good, so sure. that he can put his beard on once he gets in. And... <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> but I think we might have to put a picture of fake Hagrid on, on the gram. Number four is Merida. Um, she was in another cavalcade. Um, Riding Angus. She oh. was also on a big, big horse leading the cavalcade in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> and I we missed the princess cavalcade, but I had a general idea of like which one it followed. And so the first one came by, but... I thought they may have ended, but I was, like, making everybody stay really near the castle (laughs) just in case it came by. And then all of a sudden I saw it in the distance and I had to book it over and Larna Saint also came. (laughs) As I was like, no bending in Disney. I know. Because she had told me that earlier. (laughs) I broke all the rules for the princesses. But it was fun because we got into a place um, that was still far enough that they could, like, come and see us. And Merida spotted me from so far away and was so excited about my hair and told me that we were hair twins and it was magical and I love her. (laughs) Ooh, number three is Launchpad! (laughs) So I recently got into DuckTales, the reboot, because it has a lot of my favorite actors like David Tennant and Danny Pudil and other fun people. Like, Lin-Manuel, he shows up in a few episodes. It's fantastic. And it's actually, like, genuinely a great show. It makes me laugh really hard. (laughs) But I love Launchpad, and I knew that he was on the flotillas in Animal Kingdom, so I was so excited to try and find him. And then we did, and I just, like, kept yelling at him, and I was so happy, and he was dancing just for me. And, like, Daisy and Donald were just, like, staring at him. They were so mad that they weren't getting any attention. But he was like flipping his scarf around launch pad but it was perfect because rachel was like all i want to do is see launch pad and then he was like on the first flotilla maybe the second flotilla we saw but it was perfect it was so magical and then we were eating lunch at the flaming tree barbecue which was right on the water and they came around again and i was yelling i love your launch pad and he heard me and started waving at me it was great we're bonded for life Okay, number two was Pocahontas and Nico. They were also on the flotillas at Animal Kingdom. I really wanted to meet John Smith. <laughs> I think I saw a video of him. Was he on a flotilla? He at was one in point? November. I okay. don't know if they just brought him out for like Thanksgiving. I don't know. <laughs> it's like seems really this weird. This is John but... Smith's holiday. <laughs> Hey, maybe it is. I don't, I don't know, know why. But they associate it with right? the Mayflower. I don't know. I just, I know that they like brought him out in November and then that he wasn't seen ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he died. No, no. <laughs> but anyways, so I was like, okay, I guess if I see Pocahontas, then um, it will be okay. And she is amazing. She I love is Pocahontas. beautiful. And she floated right underneath us. We were on the bridge. And then as she was floating away, Rachel asked her, where's John Smith? And then she said, he's out adventuring. And I yelled, I, we love him! <laughs> and she yelled, I'll let him know! And then I passed away. <laughs> John Smith knows that you exist and that you have deep feelings for him. I love him. him. <laughs> wow. Now next time we go, I can see him and then we'll get married. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to talk, talk to Pocahontas about that first, but... No, she already dumped him for John Rolfe. I mean, we pretend that doesn't exist, so... Well, okay... 
he left her so he could heal his battle wounds. <laughs> okay. And they weren't really together anymore, so that's where I can swoop in. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so fun, and Miko was adorable, and they were dancing on their boat. It was perfect. It was very special. My favorite I saw, well, she was a very important person for me to see, so I'm yes. glad we saw her. And it was great. Like, Launchpad and Pocahontas, pretty much at the same time. Okay, number one character. Like, this is all on you. Okay. <laughs> so I was pretty excited about the Country Bear Jamboree because Rachel made a big deal about it being horrible <laughs> when we were planning. She was like, this is horrible. We're not going. And I was like, yes, we are. <laughs> because I also, I remember there was a movie that came out when we were little and it was like really freaky. Oh my gosh. And I have that memory and I was like, okay, I've got to confront my fears and <laughs> go to the country bear jamboree. Wow, this was so layered. But anyways, they had a couple bears that would swap out and on the top part of the country bear jamboree. Yeah, there's area. like a porch on the second level. Just because of social distancing, they are have characters placed in different places where you can Leave look at them. them. Yeah. Yeah. So he was up there and I was like, oh yeah, there's a... W-. No, I think that we saw Chippendale first, mm-hmm. and so we were making a big deal, like, jumping around at Chippendale, and they were like, hi. <laughs> they were they were kind of fun. They right. Well, and I think they were, us. like, reacting to people that were closer to them, too. Like, yeah. taking pictures with them. But then I turn around, and this bear from the Country Bears is, like, reacting to us, <laughs> jumping with us. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's into it. So then we were jumping and jumping, and he was really excited to see us. <laughs> and then we rode Big Thunder, and then we were racing over to ride Seven Dwarfs because it had a low weight. And he was out again, and Lauren danced with him <laughs> again. <laughs> and he was there. And I was, oh, no, I think it was the third time. We came back to actually do Country Bear Jamboree, and Lauren danced again, and he, he danced was as well. Again. And we told him that we were going to go see his show, and he fist pumped for us. <laughs> and uh, then inside, I was telling her, like, I'm, I've been calling him Liver Lips all day, because I don't know the Country Bear Jamboree. Like, the only reason I know any of their names is because of vloggers that I follow that know <laughs> their names. And so I was like, I'm pretty sure that one's Liver Lips. And there was a press penny machine <laughs> inside. And Lauren bought the liver lips one, but then we googled their names and it wasn't liver lips. No. It, it's pretty hard to figure out who's who, but we decided his name is Terrence, or he also has another name, so that's yeah. why it was really difficult to find him. But he is pretty much the freakiest looking one there is. <laughs> like, I, I, when I would dance with him, I'd look at his face and be like, I hate him. <laughs> I hate his face so much. He's so scary. But it was still fun. Oh my gosh. He loved you. Every time you came around, he was stoked about yeah, it. Yeah, he'd like copy my dance moves. Yeah. You guys were best friends, whether you wanted to be or yeah. not. I showed my family the video, and my mom's like, oh, Lauren, don't dance with that guy. <laughs> He's so hideous. Because I zoomed in because I wanted them to see his face. And they were like, ah! He can't, help help. he can't help how he looks. I know. Sometimes the partiers are the, the best friends. Right? Exactly. Even if they're ugly. <laughs> That's my new life but motto. Then, <laughs> I, I like it. Get that crocheted. But then when we actually watched it, I felt like he wasn't even the worst one, so... I know. Well, I don't even... I couldn't even find him, really, in the He was the one, like, playing something in the band. He was only in in the the part of the band, yeah. Oh, okay. Not one of the pop-up solo Mm -mm. acts. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) We will talk about Country Bears coming up. Yes. It'll be later. 
All right, time for our sponsor. Okay, the sponsor for today's episode is Robert from Shark Tank. Oh my, yes! And we are going to talk a little bit about him later too, I believe. But I'm so happy. Robert is a very important person in Rachel and my friend, my friendship. I don't know how to say that in English. But I think the very first time we watched Shark Tank together was when we went to Las Vegas for our friend's mission farewell we stayed at a hotel and Rachel just turned on the TV and she was like oh let's watch Shark Tank and I I was like I'd never watched Shark Tank before and I'm not a big person into like money and business (laughs) and so I was like I don't really want to watch oh man and I came from a whole history of watching Shark Tank with Annie we would watch (laughs) it all the time and we have our favorites and it's so great there's such a great history there (laughs) But yeah, there was one guy that Rachel was like, oh, Robert, I love him. Every time he would talk, she'd be like, oh, Robert, (laughs) Robert, Robert's the best. And anytime there's an episode where Robert wasn't, she was like, this one's dumb. (laughs) But it became a tradition every time we stayed at a hotel and had time to like turn on the TV, Rachel would somehow find Shark Tank. It's always on. It's always on. (laughs) And so this most recent trip, we turned on Shark Tank. It had been kind of a a long day. It was after Epcot, I think. And so... It might have been after Hollywood Studios, because I feel like Epcot, I was like, I'm just going to No TV. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it had been a long day, and Rachel was, like, doing some yoga, like, trying to get ready for bed so she could sleep good. And Robert was talking on TV, and I just see her, like bowing towards Robert, and I'm like, is Ro- is Rachel, like, worshipping Robert? But she is going into, like, a, I don't know what pose Just it is. Just a stretch, yeah. <laughs> but out of the, the first thing I thought was, like, Rachel is bowing to Robert. <laughs> what is going on? Um, but we love Robert, and I have inherited a love yes. of Robert from Rachel, oh, so. Robert's the best. Robert, thank you for listening. Thank you for sponsoring. Oh my gosh. Oh, I just got so nervous that he was actually listening. <laughs> I don't even know your last name, Robert. It's like, hurts something. <laughs> Robert's so rich. He's Anyways, the best. he is a oh very delightful gosh. man. For some reason, like, Alan Menken, friend of the podcast, I'm down for it, but thinking about Robert was, like, too much for me. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Don't let him hear! (laughs) Oh, he's the best. Alright, we're gonna do top ten highlights and surprises. So, we had many choices, so there's a fair share of honorable mentions, so we're just gonna run through them really fast. So, mine were, (laughs) we got in the background of a vlog. As I mentioned before, I watch a lot of Disney vloggers, and they're not all super cringy. (laughs) But it was funny because I would just watch them, like, every day in preparation for the trip, and then... Lo and behold, we got in the background of one. I'm mad I didn't get to go talk to him, but it's fine. Hi, Kyle. Kyle's also listening. (laughs) (laughs) Not as nervous about that one. (laughs) Okay, then the other one is I had a panic attack on our first day in Epcot. That's why I didn't go for the full day. So I was going to stay behind and try and get some more sleep and told Lauren and Maddie and Spencer to go to the park. And they left. And then I was calling Deb and just you know, crying and trying to figure things out. And all of a sudden the door opens up again. And I was like, is it the maid? I also was in the bathroom. So I was like trying to close (laughs) the door really fast. And Lauren was like, it's just us. And I hear them put something on the counter. And then when I walk out, I'm like, what? (laughs) There are these, this huge pack of water and Gatorade. And I was like, and green tea. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see it. All I could see that was Gatorade. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. They like bought me Gatorade. Like, cause I'm not doing well. That's so kind. 
but why on earth did they buy so much? Like, we're only here for four days. There's only four of us. We gotta save the planet. We can't just, like, keep using water bottles. So I was really confused. But then later I found out that they the ran story. into someone. So we were trying to get to the Skyliner and totally went the wrong direction. And some guy was like, hey, are you guys just getting here? And uh, we were like, uh... Yeah, we got, we're just going to the park now. And he's like, oh, well, we're leaving and we have all this leftover, like, drinks. Do you guys want to take it? Because we're just going to throw it away. And we were like, Maddie, I think, was like, no, like, take it. I was like, yeah, we'll take them. Because <laughs> Maddie was thinking, like, stranger danger. Totally. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, free water. Because actually, I, my water bottle was empty. And so I was already, like, stressed about where am I going to fill my water bottle. So then he's like, do you want some drinks? I was like, yes! <laughs> this is an answer to my prayer. For real. And me, too, because I totally drink all that Gatorade. Like, mm-hmm. it got me through some, some tight spots, so. Yeah, and I did think, let's go drop this off. I mean, we couldn't bring it to the park. It was so heavy. I was sore the next day from carrying it oh, halfway. No. And then Spencer carried it the other half. So I was like, I think Rachel will appreciate this Gatorade. I did. So Thank you so much. Gave that, put that in our apartment. So that was a highlight. And then we tried, Lauren and I were trying to get rid of it because we didn't use it all. And like, there's green tea, there's stuff we didn't drink from it. And so we kept walking up to people on our last day. We were trying to do the same thing, like, hey, you guys just get yeah, here. Like, pay like, it forward. No, we're leaving. Yeah, everybody we talked to, they are like, shook that it's we were talking to them. because it was Sunday, and yeah. usually people, I guess people get there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that some people would arrive. But know. after, like, our fourth attempt, I went up to a cast member and was like, mm, we just have all this stuff, and we don't know what to do with it. And she was really nice and took it all for us. So. And, and she like, was giving it away to people in the pool. Yeah. So it went to good use as well. So bless you to that man that we found in the 70s area. All right. Here are your okay. four honorable mentions. <laughs> I have many honorable mentions. <laughs> so first of all, I just want to um, thank the Pop Century Hotel for their fabulous shower. Truly, though. It was, it's like a rain shower, and I don't think I've ever really used one. I've always mm-hmm. been intrigued by them. But it was very delightful. It was so magical. It felt so good after a long day at the park to just get in and feel the rain coming down upon your body. It felt so good. <laughs> and then it made the Universal Hotel oh shower seem like trash. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> my other honorable mention is the Norway area in Epcot. There's a store that we were walking through because there's like a big troll in there too we wanted to see. And then there's one area where there's, like, perfume, and they were like, here, here's a little sample of the perfume. And I was like, thanks, and it smelled so good. (laughs) And then I put it inside my mask (laughs) so that my whole mask smelled so good all day long. You got high. (laughs) And I was thinking today, I was like, I should have bought that perfume. I also wanted to mention the Tangled Bathrooms. There's this random spot in Magic Kingdom that they've kind of dedicated to Tangled, and I think it's hilarious that it's a bathroom area. (laughs) They were like, oh, my tangle's so popular, we gotta put it in the parks. Let's make it a bathroom. (laughs) But I did use those bathrooms two times. And they're very nice. Like, they're actually, like, cutely themed. Like, Mm -hmm. the doors are, they look like they're from the Tangled movie. And they've got the cute lanterns strung up outside, so I thought it was really cute. Yeah. Lauren and I don't care for Tangled, and it's a really cute place to go. So, they did a good job with it. Yes. It's not my favorite movie, mostly because it's, I think it's overhyped, but... Amen. Um, I did really enjoy that little nod to Tangled in the parks. And then last of all, 
wanted to mention fancy drinks every day before we when we were planning to go and I was looking at the menus I was like wow look at all these alcoholic drinks but then also there's the mocktails that they have at some places so it kind of became my quest to find where all the mocktails were sold and then each day try and get a fancy drink a mocktail <laughs> from a certain place so rip our disney springs one. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we didn't make it to disney springs due to some um delays and cancellations in our flights which also um contributed to rachel's panic attack yeah <laughs> but we i did get fancy drinks in epcot at the coral reef restaurant which i super loved and i will be going back <laughs> <laughs> and also that one's funny because we just went and bought drinks and then left <laughs> which is totally okay i wrote into the disney parks panel and they said that it was fine were, to do oh, that. Oh, yeah, come spend 20 bucks on our drinks and leave. We, <laughs> that would be awesome. But we felt a little awkward about doing that, but it was still fun. And then in Hollywood Studios, we found some lemonade at a bar that we <laughs> drank. At the tap house. It, that was fun. It was. And then at Animal Kingdom, we had reservations at the Nomad Lounge mm. and got fancy drinks there. That was my favorite one, I think. That was also special because you were, like, sitting out on this veranda over the river, which was beautiful. And then at Magic Kingdom, I got a huge milkshake from... <laughs> oh, that's right. ...some, like, galaxy place in Tomorrowland, which I've always... Like, I love ice cream, and I've always wanted to get a milkshake at Disneyland, but my dad has always been like, that's way too much money for a milkshake. <laughs> so this time I treated myself and yes, got my milkshake. treat yourself. And then at Universal Studios, um, we got, what are the shrubs? Oh, yeah. And butterbeer. Dinner. And we got butterbeer. Yeah. Two different kinds. And pumpkin juice, but I drank all the pumpkin juice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to taste it. I've tasted the pumpkin juice before. And I, I think I gave you a little sip, but then I just chugged it. <laughs> <laughs> You can have your pumpkin juice. I love pumpkin juice. <laughs> All right, number 10 is hot dog dance. We This isn't so much of a surprise because we'd planned it, but it was it was a surprise at how well it went off. We only mm -hmm. had to do one takes every time. We did practice quite a bit before we left in Lauren's <laughs> living room. <laughs> but if you haven't seen this, you must go to Lauren's Instagram because they're all posted there. There's a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse TV show and all the characters have a specific dance. And so then there's a they TikTok. They do at the very end yeah, of each episode. They have a, it's a hot dog day. And then they all do this dance. And hot it's dog. Awesome. And it's yeah. the best song. It's They Might Be Giants. I don't know if anyone knows who they are. I didn't know that. Okay, that makes more sense. They're because, a good band. Like, it's just Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. They didn't go have to go that hard for us. But it <laughs> is such a good song. It was, like... Without fail, we were always singing it in our hotel room. Like, first thing when the we wake up. The whole day. I have it stuck in my head all day long. <laughs> I just feel like in the hotel room, one of us would be like, hot dog. <laughs> and then it would, would always be there. So it's fun. Go look at Lauren's Instagram. If you haven't seen it yet, you can drop your handle. Yeah, I'll put my link in, the, in our um, podcast Instagram. Perfect. But that was so fun to do with Maddie and Spencer as well. I was Mickey slash Donald because they have very similar dances. Maddie was Minnie slash Daisy. Uh, Spencer was Goofy. And then Lauren caps it all off with Pluto. And so. <laughs> my whole family was like, why did you have to be the dog? <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to be the dog. I think it's because it, 
is kind of the most extreme dance. <laughs> so I was like, I want to be the craziest. <laughs> it's so funny because everyone I've shown has been like, Lauren is the best part. And I was like, hey, <laughs> oh, it starts in a while. I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's so good. Hot dog dance forever. We may have confused a few people at the parks, but. But it's funny because only in the one video is someone watching someone. us. Yeah. <laughs> we were pretty subtle about it. Yeah. Like, especially because we only did one take. It was like. Right. A, you had to be there and notice when we were doing it or else you'd miss it. Yeah. Okay, number nine, surprise highlight. <laughs> um, something that is very near and dear to my heart and has been since I was probably seven years old is Animal Crossing, which is a Nintendo video game. I won't go into detail, but <laughs> I have been faithfully playing the game since I was seven years old. It's true. Yes, I still play it pretty much daily, <laughs> the new Switch version. Lauren um, is the OG fan, like... The biggest fan I know of Animal Crossing. Yeah, I am. Um, I remember finding it at Blockbuster. Oh, they had like a video game section that we'd always go to because my brothers wanted to look at the video games. <laughs> and uh, I found this one, and I'd never heard of it. And I was like, "This is cute. You can like put furniture and stuff in your house." And I like it. <laughs> and so I bought it, and I've been addicted ever since. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but at Epcot in the Japanese area, um, we were walking around. It was cute, and then we went into the big store. I think it's called like Mitsubishi or something. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I see is Animal Crossing characters. They had little plush characters from Animal Crossing because they had kind of a Nintendo section. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> I was not expecting to come to Disney World and find Animal Crossing stuff. So of course I bought something from there, but it was um just seemed like a little a heart to me from Disney <laughs> to have Animal Crossing there in their park. And so I sent a picture to my brother of some of the the um, stuffed animals. And he was like, I didn't know you were going to Animal Crossing World. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, we need to get him on the podcast. <laughs> he'll, he'll be so... That was like a goofy sound I just made. I was like... <laughs> Gorsh. Um, he'll be so embarrassed. Oh my gosh, that's my goal in life, to get him on the podcast. <laughs> and you did buy a... A monkey. Yes, a plush from the store. Yeah, I had to buy him because he is from the original GameCube game. Oh, that's perfect. He's not, I don't think he appears in any of the other ones. That is won. a serious deep cut for the deep fans. So that's why I bought it, because I was like, I know him, yep. I'm gonna buy him. Yep. There's other people out here who don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows who K.K. Slider is. Oh my gosh. Not everybody knows Porter the Monkey. <laughs> Number eight was the Velocicoaster. So Lauren and I have a track record of going to a park right before something opens and missing the new thing. So when we first went to Disneyland, Pixar Pier was opening like a month later. And then when we first went to Universal, Hagrid's Motorbike was opening like a month later. Like, we barely are missing these. <laughs> and we're always like, oh, I hope there's a soft open. Yeah. <laughs> and there never was. And so when we were planning this, we were like, the Velocicoaster is going to open. And they kept teasing it like... They're like, summer 2021. Yeah, but then had the queue line already and people are taking pictures of it and there are testings going on. And so everyone's like, it's going to open way sooner. And then finally they announced the date. June 10th. <laughs> we were like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but then they were doing a ton of soft openings and basically if you were in the park and you wanted to ride it, you essentially could. So it wasn't like we like happened upon it when they were doing a soft opening. But still, like the fact we got to ride it was yeah, unexpected. We were totally expecting that it would be closed, but 
yeah, looking at the ride times, it was like, Velocicoaster has a ride time. Like, yeah. Looks like people are riding it. So, it was wild, too. Like, <laughs> it was really fun. I don't, I don't feel like I have any memories of it, because it just, like, <laughs> happens so fast. But it's pretty intense. It's not as bad as the rip. I only black out, like, once on that one, versus the rip, where I'm just in constant pain. <laughs> but... It, it was, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's super smooth, like, super brand new technology, right? Mm-hmm. And there's parts where it just goes, like, like, it just so super fast. speeds you through the straight parts. It's so quite thrilling. I wouldn't say, like, oh, plan a whole trip just to ride it, but if you're there, it's definitely worth a ride. Number seven um, was our Egyptian waiter at <laughs> Mythos. We went to Mythos the first time we went to Universal Studios two years ago, so of course we had to go again. And then this time, our waiter, his little tag said he was from Egypt, and uh, he was pretty cute. Like, <laughs> he was bald, and he was funny, and he was kind of, um, he was, no, he was really nice. Yeah, he was super nice. Um, but they brought us the wrong food. <laughs> <laughs> brought me one with the shrimp. shrimp. Yeah. yeah, and I hate shrimp. And That's so the one food I will not eat. It was confusing, and we were, like, staring at the food for a while and, like, breathing on it, and then they are like, oh, it's for this other table, and they, like, took it and just took it right over, and I was like, this feels a little unsafe in, like, COVID times, but okay. We were vaccinated. <laughs> but then they brought us our food, and then we were eating it, and I don't know, I feel like my, my stuff was different than the other time we went. It wasn't as good, mm. and it was fine. But I get really full at theme parks. <laughs> and so I, like, had eaten most of it, but there was a little left on the plate. And he comes back and he's like, you didn't finish. And I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> you can't make comments like right? that! I was like, it was really good, but I'm full! <laughs> but it was funny. He was really funny. I, like, I was trying to find a bathroom and I walked past him and I was like, where's the bathroom? And he looked at me dead in the eye and he was like, we have no bathrooms. And I was like, like, I'm just kidding. They're over here. (laughs) And he like uh, led me to the bathroom. (laughs) So he had a special sense of humor, (laughs) which we liked. (laughs) It was great. Always got a good waiter at Mythos. Number six was our Sunday night. So on Sunday, we went to church, and then we went and got lunch at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and then walked around the hotels, and then... That was another awkward waiter story at the... Oh my gosh! <laughs> you loved him, though! I did. He was so nice and so attentive, but then he, he was just like any other waiter. stole my credit card. Oh, yeah! <laughs> he took Lauren's credit card, and then was supposed to come back with the bill, but never did, and so we're just sitting there for, like, seven minutes. Yeah. Like, it was a while. And he comes over, and he's like, Essentially, was like, okay, bye now. He's you like, guys can leave. Have a good day. Yeah. We're like, um, do you have my credit card? <laughs> He's like, oh good. my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he ran and got it. It was a good time. Then we transferred over to Universal and checked into the hotel and then went and got dinner at City Walk. So then when we got back, it was like, it was funny because it was supposed to be our rest day, but then walking around all the hotels, like, we did a lot yeah, still. Yeah, a lot of things to see at the hotel. And so we were pretty tired and a little loopy. We did watch some Shark Tank, which was great. It was like this episode that had been teased all week and we finally got to watch it where Robert has the most excellent scream. He, like, gets electrocuted by this dog thing and it is the best <laughs> it was iconic he was this so excited was another, every time on the commercial it would happen he'd scream we'd be like oh robert 
<laughs> so then we saw it actually happen, which was beautiful. And there was an, uh, a bat. Yes! The bat the box. Yes. And they were talking about it, and Mr. Wonderful, out of everybody, like, knew all these random bat facts. <laughs> and everyone is like, we're not gonna invest in this. And he's like, I am in! <laughs> it was He's so like, great. bats are my family. <laughs> Because he's from Romania or something. something like His that. family. So I have never bonded with Mr. Wonderful so much in my life. And then, unfortunately, because of COVID, the laugh floor was closed, which is like a Monsters, Inc., but it has audience participation. And I was so sad about it because I was telling Lauren, like, we loved it when we went and we like went three times and it was so fun. So I showed her an example of it on YouTube and we both were cr- crying, <laughs> laughing at it. It was so funny and she finally understood just how great it is so literally the reason that we have to go back to Walt Disney World someday is, is just for the laugh floor oh my I was about to lose it I was like I've got to stop crying or I'm never gonna stop crying it's from true. from laughing and I don't you like think had I've to ever... go into the bathroom and like compose yourself <laughs> I had to leave it was so funny oh my gosh it was great okay number five was Hagrid's motorbike adventure like we said we missed it last time we went to universal and we have a picture of us like it's like behind a fence and we're both making sad faces <laughs> but we finally got to ride it and it was it exceeded every expectation it um was a total surprise like i don't think we had known anything about it it's really it's a really entertaining ride yeah and it's fun because i feel like universal relies so much on screens which isn't horrible because it's still a fun experience but I don't know. I just love a practical effect. (laughs) And I feel like for a lot of the new Disney rides that I was going on, I tried really hard to not get spoilers, but because of all the Disney content I'm immersed in, I inevitably stumbled upon some spoilers for some things. And like, I loved all the new Disney rides. Those were so, so fun. But Hagrid's I knew next to nothing about. And so just to have it be a completely new ride experience was so, so fun. And it really was just one of my favorite ones that we did. And it's fun because you can either ride the motorbike or the sidecar. And it's not like a crazy different experience, but it's like fun enough to warrant uh-huh. two rides. So. And we did get to go on it twice. Yes. We got to experience both sides. It was so magical. So that made the whole thing worth it. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Number four is E.T. <laughs> that was a little Dobby coming out. <laughs> We already know how much I love. The surprise, the reason this is on the surprise list is, so the first time we went to Universal, we rode it five times, and the first time I rode it, I was just kind of like, I don't know, just taking it all in, and kind of like dealing with my expectations versus what it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the next times, it was just magical. But this time, the first time we rode it this time, we rode it twice. Just, like, being back on it, and I had watched E.T. on the plane ride there. Uh, we got off, and I was already crying. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, and anytime E.T. speaks to you after we get off... He always says, I'll be right here, and then and I And it just, always makes Lauren cry. I cry. Because <laughs> it only happened that one time. On the, yeah. the first time we went, it happened mm-hmm. on the last time when you cried, and then it happened the first time when you cried, too. <laughs> I know. I don't know if it only happens, like, sometimes when you ride it. Because the first trip we went to Universal, we rode it five times, and I only heard that at the very end of the the, the ride last the last time, so I cried. And so this time, the very first time we rode it, 
I was holding it together, and then I said that, and then I cried. <laughs> um, and then the second time I wrote it, I didn't cry, I think, because I was just like, yay, we wrote it. <laughs> Let's go home. Because, yeah, I mean, we were pretty burned out. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it, and I, we went hard at Universal, yeah. too. We were pretty tired. It was still enjoyable, though. Like, uh-huh. We had it a photo shoot magical. after. And, and then I bought so many things from the E.T. Toys <laughs> closet afterwards. It was great. Lauren would be like, oh, should I get this? And I was like, yes, you have to. It's <laughs> E.T. And so most of my money went to that store. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine with me. If it keeps the ride in business, Oh, my then... gosh. And all the E.T. workers loved Lauren's masks. Mm-hmm. Like, they one guy was following me. us out. And he's like, oh, is that a custom mask? It is, isn't it? <laughs> it I can tell. I was like, oh, <laughs> you can tell it's homemade because it doesn't sir. look like it's a, doesn't look high quality, I guess. <laughs> okay, number three is the animation station in Animal Kingdom. Now, this is at Rafiki's Planet Watch, so you have to take a train up there. It's a little bit out of the ways. They have, like, a petting zoo, too, which was kind of the main reason most people wanted to go. And by most people, I mean Lauren and Maddie. <laughs> yes. They're like, we have but I love the animation station. Like, the one that they have in California is so fun. So I kind of made them all go to it because I timed it perfectly so that we would get right into a show. <laughs> and then they had us draw Todd from Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound gets no love from the Disney park, so mm, it was really true, fun yeah. to have him there. But the main thing that was so great was John Smith's face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have to... Yeah, so when provide we, more context. So we went into the animation station room and they have this this soundtrack playing and they played Lion King soundtrack which is some of my favorite music of all of Disney and we had just watched Lion King also on the plane ride yeah and so that was special and then I started playing soundtrack for Pocahontas and I was was so stoked because I was already on a high after seeing Pocahontas exactly and then they're playing my favorite song from Tarzan and Brother Bear and then I was like they better play they meet at the river's edge because that's my favorite one of my favorite songs from Pocahontas it's when they very they see each other for the first time and she's like standing there in the waterfall and her hair is coming out from behind her and John Smith is just mesmerized and it's the most romantic part and I just (laughs) love it so much but I didn't expect them to play it because it's I don't know it's not the main Pocahontas soundtrack score and then they played it It so amazing (laughs) and so then I was in this my own world of like, oh my gosh, I love, oh goddess, I love John Smith. And so then I just started drawing John Smith <laughs> instead of Todd. <laughs> and so John Smith is on Todd's ear on Lauren's picture. I kind of miscalculated where they were going to have us draw the actual <laughs> character, and so I put John Smith a little too close to the middle. <laughs> and it was making me laugh so hard. The poor animator was like trying to crack all these jokes, and no one in the audience was giving him <laughs> anything, but I was dying at John Smith on Lauren's paper. But it's true. The music was amazing and it wasn't just like oh they're playing some really great scores like Hans Zimmer and Alan Menken and Tim Rice I think does Tarzan mm. but it was like you talked about meeting the rivers or they meet at the river's edge and in my head I was like my gosh I love one family from Tarzan but they're not gonna play it because it's so sad and then they did play it like <laughs> it was the best if you want to just go listen to the best scores of Disney and like relax a little bit it yeah. was a really nice because it's cool in there. They have and it's, padded chairs. Yeah, a good place to sit down. And just, like, a lot of fun stuff to look at, too. All the different animation cells they have. and But, yeah, it's, like, a great forced relaxation. Because you have to sit and draw. It's the best. Um, number two highlight surprise 
was celebration of the festival of the lion king a couple weeks before i think we were gonna go rachel texted me and was like they announced the opening date for celebration of the lion king it's the day after we get there. Yeah. <laughs> Again, our track record. <laughs> um, yeah, they're gonna start it the day after we go to Animal Kingdom. But then she's like, oh, but they might do a soft open, so we can hope for that. And then when we went, it looked like there was a line for it. But for every show they had scheduled, the line was so long. Yeah, like, we would go up, because I would go like a half hour before the show was gonna start, because I expected somewhat of a line. Um, and I think because they were doing soft openings, they were in the app, like, scheduled, mm-hmm. but they don't have as many shows. And it's, like, such a beloved show that everybody wants to go do it. And so we would go and talk to the cast member, and they'd be like, oh, no, the current show is full. This is the line for the next hour, the show that is so in an hour. So you'll have to wait for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I love the show. It's not its full thing because of COVID, but it still will be so magical, also, there was no shade. Like, we would just have to yeah, sit in the sun. So I was like, dang it, but it's it'll be okay. Like, another reason to come back. And then, like, a half hour before park close, I was like, Lauren, should we go look and see how the line is? And if not, we can do this animal trail. And we went and we totally made it into the last show. And it was so magical. I don't know if it was, like, finally getting to be in the show and after everything we'd been through and, like, for me, all the, like, emotional things I had to go through, finally getting to see the show. But those first opening notes, I just was so overcome. Like, I started to sob. Tearless, racking sobs. And then, like, the tears <laughs> did come. And I was like, keep it together. It's a good thing you have a mask. And then I was like, I am just a crazy person. And the first song ends, and I look over at Lauren, and she has tears in her eyes, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm not crazy. We're both just crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're both crazy. No, I think it hit me because we had watched Lion King coming over, and for some reason, when um, Mufasa appears in the clouds, I was like, I was bawling. I oh, shed at least so six tears. That's so good. Because it's so spiritual, too. I think it just hit me spiritually, but... So they were singing pretty much, I don't know if it was that song, but just connected me to that moment. And so I was like, oh man, I got to keep it together. So I just got chills just talking about it. I almost teared up (laughs) just talking about this. It was a very special experience. Yes. Like the performers, holy cow. Amazing. They're they so, were so, so good. good. The dancers, the singers, like. And Timon and showed Timon. up. <laughs> he was the best dancer. <laughs> but just so fun. And just, exp- like, I really had to talk myself down and be like, we're not going to do it. And that's going to be okay. Like, the trip isn't ruined. <laughs> and then we got to do it. And it's fun because we got to be in the park after park closed. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was fun, too. It was such a highlight. Really, number two, for it sure. It really was so good. Okay, and our number one is the Be Our Guest restaurant, which came with a heavy price tag. <laughs> and so I was a little bit stressed it wouldn't live up to the hype, but it totally did. Mm-hmm. Like, and it surpassed worth every penny. Yes. And it was fun because we rewatched Beating the Beast. We watched it last year in preparation, and then Lauren was like, we should watch it again. And it's a good thing we did because Lauren became obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why when we watched it most recently, I was like, I love this. Like, <laughs> all of my, it was one of my favorite movies as a child. And so all of my nostalgia as a child hit me so hard that time I watched it. And I was like obsessed. I was like, I'd watch clips of it <laughs> over and over again and make my family watch clips of it. Oh my gosh. And it, so it was very good timing. For yes. It was so fun guest. to go with someone who just like, is obsessed with beating the beast too. <laughs> but 
but the food was really good. Like It was so good. It was the best steak I've ever had. Yeah, it was super tasty. I said that to my family, and my dad's like, hey! <laughs> and I was like, personally offended. Do you pay $69 for those steaks? I don't think so. <laughs> and the rooms are really magical, so there's like the West Wing, and then there's the big ballroom, and then there's this library rose room type thing, and in all my preparation, it was like, don't eat in the rose room. Like, that one is so boring, and it's not fun. Like, you've got to eat in the other ones. And so... I always thought you could, like, kind of request, but when they were walking us through, they, like, were really, like, okay, come, come to your table, and they put us in the rose room, and I was like, ah, no. (laughs) But then I actually feel like it was the best room to eat in, Uh because there weren't as many people, and it was quieter, so, like, Arn and I could actually talk. I don't know. The other rooms could be fun to eat in, too, but we get to walk in them after and take pictures and stuff, so I don't feel like we really missed out. And the beast comes around they like make this announcement and they're like the beast is coming to welcome you to his castle and he we didn't realize he would come so often but he comes like every 20 minutes so we got to meet him four times and he really just like kind of waves at people mostly because of covid or like will bow at you but the first two times he came by he like stayed at our Mm -hmm. table for a little bit and we chatted with him It's because we were, like, right in the corner where he had to turn anyways, and so it's kind of a natural spot for him to kind of stop, and so, and we would kind of, like, talk with him. him. Rachel would try and ask him questions and stuff, so we'd be like, oh, and he'd come over and kind of talk to us a little bit. But I'm so sad because there's this picture in the room of Belle and the Beast at a dining table, but they're wearing, like, these fancy hats, and I just had so many questions. I wanted to ask him what his favorite picture was, and I was really hoping he was going to talk about the the um, hat one but then the next two times he came by I think it was like getting more crowded Mm -hmm. and there were more things and he's he's got so many things he's got to do but he would just swerve our table (laughs) like he (laughs) I feel like the character attendant was like you gotta just wave at people you can't meet with them (laughs) so but it was fun it was fun to see the beast like I've never seen the beast before Mm -hmm. it's great that was special and also, we were right by the kitchen, which was also kind of like, oh, great, we got this spot right next to you. can hear yeah. all the dishes, like, being washed and stuff. But right as the beast was walking past us, someone dropped a dish, and it made this huge clatter. And he just, like, swung around and looked like, oh, what happened? And and then someone dropped another dish, and he just was, like, so overcome. Face palm. We'll have to post the video on our Instagram, too, because he he's adorable. adorable. We love the beast. It was a very special experience. But yeah, I feel like the ballroom was where everyone was walking through to get to their tables yeah. and then, like, taking pictures after. So I felt like the the picture where we were was perfect because it was more secluded mm-hmm. and there's less people coming in because they didn't really care about it, probably because right. it is less hyped. And then I felt like the West Wing was so dark. Yeah. And it was a lot smaller, too, the West Wing. Like, I f- you could see the ballroom from the West Wing, so I feel like it wasn't... I was expecting it to be, like, kind of on its own spot. Sure. But it wasn't quite as, like... I feel like if you can do it for lunch and it's less expensive, it might be worth doing it for the West Wing. Mm -hmm. But for dinner, when you're, like, paying that much and you want to, like, experience it... And be there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Then I feel like the Rose Room was actually a really good spot. So it just was so fun. And we were there for two hours. It was, like, a three-course meal and kind of relax. And I don't know, I had this moment where I was just, like this is happening and I'm so happy. (laughs) Finally, after two years. (laughs) It just was magical. Just everything kind of felt at peace. This has been a trip in the works for a long time. Yeah. That 
Rachel's put so much planning into, <laughs> and I have contributed a small amount of planning. It, it's true. No, the the second time around, you were helping plan a lot of stuff. I was, I was like, getting real excited. Wait, who are you? <laughs> you you looked up menus that I didn't suggest you look at. Like <laughs> I was like, there's mocktails. <laughs> there's a coral reef restaurant. There's an aquarium. So, and then Maddie and Sensor got to go with us on this one too. It was it was well worth the wait. Okay, now for our most important top 10, the dankest experiences. <laughs> so, Lauren, I feel like you need to yeah. define. So, I don't think I this is the correct um, <laughs> definition for dank, but it comes from the phrase dank memes, which just kind of refers to the memes that are just, like, used over and over again. That's one definition. But then also memes that are just a little bit off, like kind of weird a little bit creepy just like on this different plane yeah that that they don't make any sense yeah it appeals to a really different sense of humor that like my parents do not understand (laughs) and but my like my brothers and I will look at it and like people our age and just laugh yeah there it's like the stupidest things and that are just kind of distorted with like really bad CGI yeah (laughs) and so it's just like dank like that's the only way to explain it i usually use the word dank at least at this trip we were using the word dank as like something that was a little off like maybe a little bit creepy or spooky just gives you kind of this weird vibe but like in a good way yeah like it's it's still wholesome yes (laughs) no nothing evil yeah it's endearing because it's dank (laughs) yeah so we have two honorable mentions um so first of all i wanted to uh, mention in Animal Kingdom, well, first of all, the petting zoo, I had these really high expectations for it, <laughs> and it, there were just kind of some sheep that weren't real excited to be petted, and then there was this pig that <laughs> Maddie and Spencer were petting, it was really happy, and then I came over, and it was like, scooted away, and it stepped right on my foot, and I just had sandals on, and it hurt! <laughs> like, that pig was And thick. it hurt, man! It was heavy, and it hurt my foot. <laughs> And so that was a little disappointing. And then, oh, in the we didn't talk about the Avatar queue. Um, oh yeah, that was a a good one. Which is pretty cool. I really like the um, black light and the yeah. the cool the plants on everywhere. The wall. Yeah, but there's this part where there's like this glass wall, and I was trying to bend down <laughs> and look through it to see if I could see something on the other side, and it was a little bit closer than I expected, <laughs> so I totally hit my nose on it, like right on the bridge of my nose and i just couldn't <laughs> stop laughing like well you mean. guys thought i was like doing some dance <laughs> no, move or it something was so funny to me oh it hurt so bad <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> and i was like i had that my nose and then when i was walking somewhere there was kids with bubble wands everywhere but there is one who suddenly decided to spin around with it and he hit me right on my hip with <laughs> his bubble wand hated those children i did not enjoy the bubble wands it was it was almost a stern aunt moment, but <laughs> no, I wouldn't have talked to them. I know, <laughs> no confrontation. <laughs> so yeah, that was a dank experience at Animal Kingdom. <laughs> and then Lauren has been fighting to get Carousel of Progress on this list, and I don't know why. I just revere Carousel of Progress so much that I was like, no, we can't even say that it's dank. But then we did have a very specific experience with it, and so Lauren convinced me to put it on this list as an honorable mention. Yes, so we were on Carousel of Progress. It's great. They're singing, and we're like, (laughs) I think we got through two centuries, Mm -hmm. and then... Two decades. Two decades. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They don't cook. 
These guys live 400 years. <laughs> um, two decades. And then they finish and we're switching over to the next decade. And this family gets up and tries to leave. They get to the door, open the door. And, and the whole ride just goes... <laughs> because the building moves. It rotates. And people have... Like, I think, it was, I think it was a cast member, actually. But, like, someone has died getting caught in between the walls. And the cast member said at the very beginning, like... Stay seated the entire time. If this is a 30-minute show. If you want to leave, you need to leave now. You can't leave during the middle because the you're going to get stuck and all these things. And so, obviously, there are all these safety... Um, Mechanisms. Yeah, so it just automatically stops the ride. But the, the next loop had already started and we're in between showrooms. And so we got we had to watch two decades at the same time. And eventually it, it ended and we rotated to the right spot and got to watch it, but... You just got me, like, sat through. We had ten minutes of a double show. Yeah. <laughs> and that family was like, Ugh. And they came back and sat down. Like, guess we're staying. But the whole time you could just feel everyone's anger towards yeah. them. because like, they kept making announcement, too. Like, please stay seating. Okay, everyone needs to stay seated, please. <laughs> it was uh, quite dink. <laughs> Number ten was Spaceship Earth. It's along the same lines. Uh, something that I absolutely love, but I will say it is a little bit dank. Some great animatronics, but I love it. Yeah, it's it kind of was what I expected. <laughs> just, like, very old and classic Disney. So classic. I love it. And just, like, this kind of slow ride that go- moves through and pretty special. <laughs> okay, um, another dank experience, number nine, was going from Disney four Disney parks, and then moving to the Universal parks. Yeah, I feel like when we just went to Universal, it was fine, but after you're at Disney, Universal is just, like, a little bit run down and a little bit not as great. A little bit off, yeah. And so we just kept saying, this bus is dank, like anything we did. <laughs> like, the seating at the restaurants and CityWalk, they are all so dirty. Like, yeah. no one was cleaning them off. Versus Disney when they're, like, waiting for you to finish your meal and then wipe it down. (laughs) So everything just felt more gritty and so dank. And then as we were walking out of Universal to go home, there was this sign that said, Danke from, like, Germany. And (laughs) Rachel's like, Dank! (laughs) Well, it's because I texted Danke to a group text once and you and Sarah were both like, Dank? And I was like, no! (laughs) It's German! (laughs) We don't speak German, we only speak Dink. <laughs> Number eight is the Disney Junior Dance Party. We were the only adults there without children. It was great. They did play some good bops, though, but it was yeah, just Yeah, they played like, the hot dog song. Yeah, and so we had to do it. It was just, it was exactly what I was expecting. Like, we were out of place and misfits. But <laughs> They it, conveniently placed us in the very back corner <laughs> where no children could see us. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we made it into the back of someone's home video, so we were going hard. But Maddie and Spencer bailed hard when they saw that it was presented by pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're gonna go ride Toy Story again. <laughs> but we did get to see Mickey in a racing suit. It was so cute. Yeah, that was our Mickey experience for the whole park. We didn't yes. see him anywhere else. Here. Okay, number seven was Small World. <laughs> and there's one a specific part in Small World where there's this hippo 
that's like blinking, but one of the eyes is blinking a little bit differently than the other <laughs> eye, so it's kind of like winking at you in this bad way. And he just gave me these dank vibes. It's super dank, and it is only in the Florida version. It's oh, not in because well, like people special, love it, then. they revere it. So oh, he's special. Yeah, I didn't even. I'm so glad I took a picture the of the dank then. hippo. But the other best part of this experience um, came at the end as we were leaving. There's this sign that is supposed to read your magic band and, like, put your name up on top and be like, goodbye. But it only had my name. It said, <laughs> goodbye, Lauren. <laughs> and no one else. I was like, ah! Small world. But you love small worlds. I so. do. I do. It. It's another thing. This was my favorite ride as a child. Like, we have home videos of me being like, my favorite ride was a small world. So cute. And so it is very special to me, and I love all the little dolls. It gives me a little bit... I don't know, because I have this thing about dolls, too, that they're not, they make me a little bit... But it's Mary Blair, like, her design's amazing, World's Fair, I I love Small World, it's great. It gave me joy and a little bit of heebie-jeebies to see my name on there, (laughs) no one else's name. (laughs) Number six was our last plane, so we had a lot of traveling troubles, even coming back, our flight, we flew into Phoenix, and then we're trying to get back to Salt Lake. But our flight just kept getting delayed and delayed, and they're like, there's some, like, technical issues that they're figuring out. They're, I think it was coming from L.A. And when it came, it was, like, such a small plane. I haven't seen a plane like this since when I was super young. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a two-seater. We had to check all of our bags because none of them were going to fit in the overhead. And there wasn't even a window next to Lauren's. <laughs> like, we were in between <laughs> windows. And the, the noises that it made when it was yeah, leaving. It, was it didn't so even loud. have Wi-Fi. Like, the other planes that we were on didn't have the screens, but they at least had Wi-Fi. This one was so old, it didn't even have Wi-Fi. <laughs> it was such a dank yeah, plane. Yeah, and the fact that they were like, oh, it's delayed for technical issues. I was like, we're gonna die. <laughs> this is the end. At least I'm finishing on a high note oh my gosh, from Disney my, World. <laughs> it definitely was a plane that induced some prayers. <laughs> But when we first got out and Lauren was like, what is this? I was like, dank plane. (laughs) So it had to make the list. Okay, number five is Winnie the Pooh. This was kind of expected because we'd ridden the one in Los Angeles. But just the part when Winnie the Pooh falls asleep and there's like a representation of his dream sequence and there's mirrors everywhere and the black lights come on and there's like heffalumps and creepy things everywhere. Um, And then there's like poo coming out of the wall. <laughs> it looks a little bit off. It's just kind of a dank, dank ride. We, so. Yeah, we always have to get a picture of poo when he's looking real spooky, so. We'll post that picture too. Yes, and we just had to write it for Maddie because she loves it so much. Number four, I feel like I, I can't say it, so you gotta say it. Okay, number four is E.T. <laughs> I have no qualms about putting my favorite ride on the dank list. <laughs> um, I think it's a compliment. It's a term of endearment. Um, I just get real defensive about Carousel Progress. Because <laughs> <laughs> some people don't like it. Um, so E.T. is probably one of the older rides at Universal Studios. It's been there for a long time. I hope it will always be there. I got home and my mom's like, just be prepared for the day they destroy it. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> I know. So I bought lots of stuff from them. That's why. Um, <laughs> you can tell that it is on the older side. Um, and then, as we mentioned, you like go to ET's home planet. Once you get there, it's a it's, it's a little dank. bit of a. It seems like a drug trip. Like there's. <laughs> 
some creatures that you're like, ooh, I never want to see that thing again. (laughs) And there's like little ETs everywhere, and they're singing the song. They're adorable, though. They're really cute. But it is an experience like none other. That and then at the end, ET is there and just like kind of moving like an animatronic. (laughs) But he talks to you, and and you usually can't understand what he says. But we still love him. Still so lovable. It's old but iconic. That's another reason why I cried is because he said, "Thank you, friend. I miss friend." (laughs) Um, I think the second time he just said, "Thank you." (laughs) He was over friends. It was. It truly was. Um. So yeah, ET is. Dink and, and it, proud of it. It breaks down a lot, and we experience that. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. it's having some technical issues. <laughs> but E.T. for life. Worth it. All right, number three is Dinosaur in Animal Kingdom. Now, we watched the movie Dinosaur that came out in 2000 that is straight dank, and it is so awful to watch, <laughs> and it is just painful. And then the ride, like, has the two characters from Dinosaur in it, and so of course we had to go do it. Aladar, the main dinosaur, is in it at the very end. Spoiler. And he, like, the the animatronics are dank, but Lauren was very scared of them. This this ride terrified me. I think it was the scariest, maybe tied with Tower of Terror, but at least with Tower of Terror, I kind of knew what to expect. And Tower of Terror is actually, like, a great ride. Yeah, it's not dank. And this ride, it, something was just off, and the dinosaur <laughs> kept popping out, and everything's really dark, and there's this sense of impending doom, because, like... Because the meteor's coming. Yeah, you're gonna die. And so I was just, like, I, I was in panic mode on this one, and Spencer was sitting next to me, and he kept being like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, like, he's not used yeah, to... Yeah, I'm fine! <laughs> he's not I'm used fine! to Lawrence <laughs> screams, and so he was genuinely concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is Journey into Imagination with Figment. Um, I've watched quite a few YouTube videos about this on accident. I can't remember why. This ride is... I think it's been through a couple of, like, re-imaginations. And yeah, like, the first reboots. one they did, I've heard, is pretty good, but then nobody likes the new ones. <laughs> yeah, they've tried to go back to, like, the first version, but it's just a little bit off. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, and then there's this part where, like, there's furniture on the ceiling, and there's black lights again, and you're just like, what is this? <laughs> Basically, you're, like, trying to go, you're visiting the science lab, and you're experiencing different senses, and then figment, the figment of imagination comes and, like, messes with it. But the my favorite part, besides the singing moon, which was super dank, was <laughs> the cast member that. told Maddie to take off her glasses that she had on her head, but not Spencer's hat. But for some reason, like, Maddie had to take off her sunglasses. And then we never figured out why. There is, like, a part where wind comes at you, but it just was, like, never clear We're as like, to why. We're like, whoa, this ride's a lot more intense than we thought <laughs> if we don't want Maddie to wear her glasses. But so dank. Really dank. All right, of course, the number one most dank experience is, no surprise, Country Bear Jamboree. Part of it is it is, like, supposed to be this way, you know? Unlike Figment or Dinosaur when it's, like, supposed to be something else. Like, Country Bear is kind of tongue-in-cheek. Like, they're trying to be... Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's so dank. (laughs) It's so... And just the... I don't know. The design of the bears is like kind of creepy (laughs) just the way their like eyes are and their faces i don't know 
There was one point where a bear came up out of bottom <laughs> and was supposed to be singing, and I looked into his eyes and I saw hell. <laughs> it was not a good experience. <laughs> and it was like, you're kind of enjoying it, but you're also like so uncomfortable the so whole time. So <laughs> horrified. But I still made it a good experience. Yes, Lauren was totally into it. Yeah. It was great. I would, I would do it again. But only with Lauren, probably. <laughs> I think partly why I was loving it is because it's kind of got the Western vibe, you yeah. know, and the... A little bit of a hoedown hit yeah, thing. Yeah, so I did enjoy some of the music. And they're, they're trying to be funny. Right. I mean, they're not really funny, but... <laughs> it's an experience, for <laughs> it's sure. something you should experience in your life at least once. Yes, very dank. It lived up to all the dank expectations in the world. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why we wrote it is because Rachel told me, it's gonna be dank. I was like, yep, we're doing it. <laughs> Number one priority. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming along on our Orlando recap. We are hoping to do more guest episodes this month, so stay tuned for those. Oh, and also go check out the Instagram, because we'll post a lot of fun stuff there, so it'll be worth the look. Took the words right out of my mouth, PJ. Do you remember there was one random painting as we walked past and he was like, I'm Professor Scrubbly Scrubbly oh or something. I forgot. I can't remember what his actual name was. It was like so weird though. It was weird. I was trying to get Maddie to name all the seven dwarfs and she couldn't think of the last one and she said Danky <laughs> was the seventh dwarf. We went to Myth of the- Myth- Whoa. <laughs> we went to Mythos- Please leave.